2: Making their way to the ring, and a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London... The Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis, and I just nearly backed into our Nikki Bella cardboard cutout there. Sorry, Nicks.
3: And I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, SWAFT Nation, and a hello to you,
2: Oliver Davis... How the devil are you? I'm good. I'm doing okay. I'm sort of recovered from Royal Rumble. It's nice to do the one of the big five pay per views where you don't come out of it like, oh, what a waste of time. Like Survivor Series. Like Survivor Series. That was infuriating. Yeah, well, and good. then it was like three weeks of terrible Raw. But we, this was good. People kept saying to us, "You're being so negative." Yeah, but they've you know it's like because in our hearts we are fans of sports entertainment, not just. Cool indie stuff and Japanese wrestling Rev Pro Yeah But here we've got I'm very sports entertained I've been very sports entertained On Sunday night with the Rumble And, and this episode of Raw
3: I completely agree with you uh, and So yeah we've got a fun little review um, Coming up very shortly But we've got some emails and stuff to get into I'm just going to ask
2: about your How are you doing? Oh
3: I'm doing okay at the yeah, moment I, I was going to play D&D last night um, With my crew Did you not? Well so Laurie left earlier than I because I was sorting out the, the Royal Rumble review for you because you'd already gone home. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, I'll just sort this out and I've got to finish up the, the Rumble, and then I'll, I'll head down. This be- is where
2: you spelt razor wrong.
3: That's
0: <laughs> <laughs> how it works, isn't yeah, it?
3: Yeah, pretty sure that's how it works, yeah. Um, and so I said, well, I'll be down in a, in a little bit. So I finished up, locked up the studio, went down, got on the tube, got to Waterloo, which is where we're currently playing D&D at the moment in drafts. And uh, I was just got off the tube walking around, phone call from uh, my wife that said, uh, she goes, I've done a bad thing. And I was like, what what have you done?
2: Where did your mind go to? Because I hear that and I think she's cheated on me or she's killed somebody or the house has burned down. I I kind of jumped to the worst case scenario.
3: I was going to say my thought, she's bought some biscuits. And oh she, wow, and she that's a measured response Yeah, and she doesn't want to eat those biscuits But she's bought them anyway mm. And now she might eat all of them And she'll feel really bad about it That was like, you know, if I was to think anything That's probably where my mind would go Wow,
2: you are, you're together You've got it together, man <laughs> Thanks, man But when the worst case scenario does happen You're going to be ill-prepared Yeah, I
3: was like, biscuits? <laughs> um, but, so, she said I've done a bad thing And I was like, what have you done? She was like, well, when I went running on Sunday... I took my key off my key ring, so I've got I all can my. See where this is going. I've got all my key rings, but I don't have a house key. Ah, oh, so she slept with another guy.
2: I'm <laughs> so sorry, Luke. And
3: so I, I was a bit like, okay. And I mean, she wasn't really saying these words, but I was like, I'm going to have to go home. Mm. I'm going to have to go home and let her in the house because otherwise, she has. She's like, there's nowhere else she can go. There's chippies. Yeah, but I'm going to be there t-
2: until midnight. Hey. Yeah, It's half past six. That's her fault. She can just sit on the awkward <laughs> waiting area of a chippies and just have a permanent supply of burger sauce and chips and go on her phone.
3: Burger sauce has got mayonnaise in it, which she can't have. Mm. Um, vegan. So I was like, I'm going to have to go home. And so I walked up to Drafts, walked up to, uh, and I found everyone. Laurie and our Paladin and our half awkward were there and they were like, hey, hey, we're all ready to go. And I was like... I can't stay because I yeah I've got to go and let my wife into the house. So I felt really really bad because they they'd all taken the evening off to to come out and and hang out with not I mean they didn't take it off to hang out with me but as part of you know us all hanging out together. in Middle Earth and. And then on the way home, I was trying to explain to my wife, she was like, well, they could just play without, you know, I was like, but they can't, because it will break the narrative of the story. Mm. And that's really important. Did
2: it make you angry? It didn't make me angry. I was like, you can be honest here. It's I, not like your wife listens to the intro. <laughs>
3: she does listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, I'd I'd very much calm down a bit. And, and it wasn't I wasn't mad at her for forgetting her key that they, these things happen. I was just more like oh, the lads have. She should have checked, though, shouldn't
2: she? Before she she left the house She did
3: have her keys In all fairness to her
2: She just didn't have to check That all the keys Are on there Yeah So I've got three Distinct sets of keys For different things And I check That all the Different sets of keys are, or, Or which keys I need for the day I think this requires An overhaul Of how keys work Can I Hazard a guess
3: Car keys House keys Studio keys and bike keys, I guess. But are your bike keys not with your studio keys because you nope. you sort of need both of those together, really. When you're going nope, to nope, work, no,
2: nope, no, nope. no. Sometimes I just use the bike and don't don't well, come to work. I Suppose that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so it's four sets then, because I have three. So I, I, I wouldn't include. I don't really drive anymore.
3: Yeah, because I got my car keys, my house keys, and my studio keys mm-hmm. in three different areas, like in three different sets. This is top content, top quality content. This is why people don't watch the YouTube channel anymore. Yeah. They just come to the podcast. Um, so yeah, so I had to go home, but. The point of the story I was getting to, it worked out quite well because I had been up for like 25 plus hours uh, and I was tired and I could have done with an early night. So we Mm. just watched a couple of episodes of Bob's Burgers and then I went to bed and it
2: was lovely. What happened to the rest of the gang, though?
3: Um, I believe... um, I think what my the, the Half Orc told me is that they did a sort of like mini little sort of mini story that will get us to the next really exciting point. We couldn't have been there too late anyway because our Dragonborn wasn't going to be there either. Uh, he was really running late. So um, it, it, was, it, it wasn't going to work out too well anyway. Such jocks. <laughs> so do you remember last week we were doing a Rusev Hay and uh, we had the story about a guy who met Adam Bacchitti. And we then got to a story oh, yeah, about yeah. how lovely Adam Pachiti is and what a handsome chap he is.
2: No, 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 no. Didn't go down. You said that. Yeah. I disagreed. Oh, okay. Passionately. Yeah. I think they talked about us on their podcast as Did well. Did they?
3: I think so. I think I saw someone talking about this online somewhere. They said that Luke and Laurie are really nice, but Ollie isn't. <laughs> that might just be, I, I, I don't know if they were just like, trying to work us or yeah. anything like that. But I do stand by that. I think Adam Pachitti is a very handsome chap. Anyway, there was a second half to that story, if you remember. And I've got, Oh yes, I've got the second half of that Wasn't story Mr. right Rusev now. Wasn't a Rusev Ney though? Well, that was the Rusev Ney was the one where he met Pachiti because he just completely fumbled the whole thing and talked about. Because
2: Pachiti's is not really famous.
3: Well, yeah, that yeah. as well, yeah. and he's talking about sort of like name redacted and other names redacted as well, and yeah. so it all sort of fell apart. But uh, Antonio's story continues onto a more positive story. I was waiting in line for Kingdom Hearts three. Where I actually met a YouTuber I had been watching for around 6 years by pure chance, but that's non-wrestling related, so moving on. Close brackets. And I heard a voice that sounded familiar coming from the Ubisoft booth. I turned around to see Simon Miller, who was doing some freelance work for Ubisoft. Why?
2: Here's why, because they pay very well. Simon
3: Miller. Simon's not just walked into the studio. That was just Ollie Davis doing a very, very good impression. Well, you said you
2: can't do voices. Well, that's 9 for, for you. <laughs> <laughs> going to up some ups. I'm going to down some downs. <laughs> I love... By the way, I love Simon Miller. So, so th- we- don't take that as... It's just I once edited a video... And his laugh is ingrained in my head.
3: <laughs> I was in the office when you were doing that. I wasn't working here at the time, <laughs> but I just remember you
2: and I just constantly playing that.
3: Well, that's ninety nine nine for you. <laughs> yeah,
2: it was it was a joke about suvi- crazy Survivor, Survivor Series, series moments, and he <laughs> he it, it was yeah it was like well well that's ninety nine nine for <laughs> you.
3: <laughs> Oh, I love him. He's such a nice guy. I met him at the. Uh, the first, I've only met him once, and it was at the Cult of Chucky um, press junkets. Mm. So the time I've met him, he was a really, really nice guy.
2: I have a rule to never trust someone with that low body fat percentage oh, but yeah? he is the exception oh, okay oh
3: yeah interesting uh, so anyway back to uh, the story as is normal with many conversations after the presentation he was giving out uh, giving out free merch for the game and getting a hat and quick conversation with Simon about freelancing and how to get blah 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 blah, blah uh, brackets I currently freelance as an editor while in my final year in university he was such a lovely dude uh, and after that talk we got a picture and I was on my way the story does not end there though, brackets, sorry. After the event had closed and uh, goodbyes were said to mates, I had to wait for my train as I tried to find a seat in the station and there was only one free and it happened to be next to Mr. Simon Miller. I sat next to him and didn't say a word or acknowledge it as I did not wish to bother him again. My train arrived so I stood up to leave, but not before he did too. He had the same train as me, Ooh. so in my head it felt like you I was a. Relax. I felt like I was a stalker or something, so I made sure to sit far from him as I could on the train. Apologies for the rather long email. It's okay, we broke it down into several sections. Uh, been great to be an on and off again pledge hammer for over a year now. Thanks to you lads and the rest of the rest talk team for all the work you do. It's a job. Um, <clears throat> I get it's a job uh, and all that, but it couldn't uh, hurt to say thank you anyways. Picture provided for proof. So he's got his picture of um simon here but for some reason it's upside down
2: well it's um, i mean maybe that's maybe he's up those downs maybe that's why it's upside down (laughs) it's a very meta joke very uh simon I, i imagine when you sat next to simon miller that chair was for his biceps I would that's thought what it.
3: the spare chair next to him was I noticed as well that Simon has uh, copied The patented Triple H bicep point yeah. Which is where you flex your point In such a way that your bicep looks massive So at the same time you're like Welcome to NXT You're also going like how
2: oh good my arm is Getting himself over Yeah. I, mark. I, uh, I that, That's where I Fall down on those things Because I don't tense I, oh, d- yeah? I like the Triple H point But I, yeah, I just don't flex at all
3: I was about to ask you what you tend to do for photos when uh, your legions of fans. I just uh, told you. <laughs> to the Triple H point, but I don't flex. <laughs> I see. Well, that's all we've got time for at the moment. We'll be back uh, in the outro portion of this podcast with more of your correspondence. Uh, but before then, we've got to talk about the rather big news that broke shortly after Raw went off the air that apparently Dean Ambrose is leaving WWE. Here's the show. <laughs> dick, dick, diggity,
2: dick, diggity Well, actually, we're stirring in a whole chunk of news. Because on last night's episode of Raw, in the opening segment, Seth was like, Hey, I'm going to challenge you, WrestleMania sign. And then Triple H was like, Ah, you've got to challenge either Daniel Bryan or Brock Lesnar, but I'm proud of you, bud. And then Dean Ambrose comes out and says, Well, I'm not proud of you because I don't like you very much. Match ensues. It was a pretty decent match. I thought it was, you know, sort of on the upper side in the good half of... Rollins Ambrose matches and then Seth wins definitively with a curb stomp as he should do he just won the Royal Rumble he is going on to main event Wrestlemania and he should be winning these sorts of matches the feud with Dean Ambrose is over but then Dean Ambrose stayed in the ring and he seemed dejected and we went to an ad break and we came back and he was sitting on a chair and he was kind of head in hands had a microphone was about to cut a promo and he said what, what was it that he said uh, I, when i signed with wwe yes. it, like he was about to almost tell a story yeah like it kind of kevin owens when he quit quit when he quit the company last year and was back the next week uh, but remember, he came back and Baron
3: Corbin said he could do whatever he wanted. Mm. It was a really big storyline with really complex moving parts. Yeah, that was
2: over in days. <laughs> and then Nia Jax comes out for her match. Uh, it's a tag match with Tamina against Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. Nia Jax gets into the ring. Going off of the weird thing where she entered the Royal Rumble and beat up some guys and some guys beat her up, She squared off to Dean Ambrose. And Dean Ambrose jaw jacked back. And Nia Jax forearms him out the ring. So he falls out the ring and he's just like, whatever, and walks off. That's the last we see of Dean Ambrose for the rest of the episode. And I was like, that's weird. But I was more concerned about the Nia Jax side of things. Like, where are they going with Nia Jax? What's happening here? Is she going to beat up guys a lot now? Well... I think it was Meltzer
3: was speculating on the Observer. I, I, I can't remember what it was. He, did, he wasn't reporting. He was speculating that this might be WWE introducing the idea of intergender mm. wrestling because one of the biggest complaints about mixed match challenge was that women were allowed to tag guys, but guys were not allowed to tag women, and that made matches very stilted. Oh yeah. Because as soon as you like, because if you tag in someone, then the other person has to go across and tag in the other one. It doesn't actually feel like a tag match then.
2: No, and you can't you can't have a you can't do typical psychological stuff of yes. working over one person, cutting off the ring, that kind of things, and getting the heat that way. Anyway, yeah, we're all focused on the on the Nia Jax stuff. But then and that the, the Ambrose stuff was just weird. I thought this might play into something a few weeks down the line that will eventually be dropped at some point. But then you come in and say, "Have you seen the PW Torch report?" Yes, Pro Wrestling Torch, Wade Keller. Um, for
3: anyone who's never heard of Wade Keller or the Torch, they've been they've been doing wrestling reporting since
2: '87. So they've been around a long time. Yes, they longer are, than I have as been as on as this as earth. They are
3: older than you mm-hmm. and just slightly younger than I. Um, so yes yeah, so they've been doing wrestling reporting for a long time and they are reporting Wade Keller that Dean Ambrose is leaving WWE after WrestleMania his contract expires at the end of April he told WWE over the weekend I'm done because they had offered him a new contract with a raise and he was like not interested uh, and I'm done not interested in negotiating it any further conversations done Wade Keller said that he even told this directly to Vince McMahon in a meeting and that's it he's made
2: his mind up and and he's off Well, he will be off, rather. And with that context, you look at what happened last night on Raw, and you're like, well, I mean, that makes a whole load of sense. Are you going to enter a programme with Nia Jax? Look, so so the the events of the last few days, if this happened over the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, you you would have thought that they'd be thinking about this in booking the Rumble match. Ambrose very unceremoniously eliminated by Alistair Black. And then you've got the Nia Jax stuff happen at 30. I thought that was going to lead to a Black Call-Up. Hey, on Davis. Don't, don't rule it out. <laughs> Maybe next week. And then you get the stuff with Nia Jax on Monday night. Now, I watched the backstage promo thing that doesn't make it on the broadcast. It's just on the YouTube channel and WWE.com. And it's an interview with Dean Ambrose backstage about what he felt happened. And this sort of stuff is generally not continuity. It's just content that they vomit over the internet and it doesn't really mean anything Doesn't? It? it's not like this is a scripted promo it's more off the cuff stuff but Ambrose starts talking about how he, he he's he just assumes that Nia Jax must have slipped and pushed him out the ring by accident and because that there's no way she would she would try it on with a man like try and physically beat up a man
3: and so it's the weirdest thing, because when I was coming into the office today, I in my head I was like, oh, so they're going to do Dean Ambrose versus Triple H at WrestleMania. Maybe, I, I just figured from this thing, I completely forgot about the Nia Jax thing, in all fairness. I even forgot to mention it in my news episode. I was like, oh yeah, then he lost to Rollins and was never seen again. I've completely forgot the Nia Jax thing. And then... I was thinking like, oh, yeah, because they had that moment with Triple H where he was like, are you allowed to make the match? Mm. Or have you got to ask your father-in-law if you're allowed? And I was like, oh, okay, they're going to do Dean and Triple H at WrestleMania. It's a pretty cool line. I mean, yeah, totally, right? And it really worked for him. And I thought that was actually a, a, the first time in a while that Dean's felt cool and and almost real and gritty. And then all of a sudden, now we're talking about maybe it's going to be Dean versus Nia at WrestleMania and that will be the last thing that Dean does in the company.
2: Yeah, I mean, what, what a way to <laughs> bury someone on their way out. Program them against Nia Jax yeah. a, as as a guy. Uh, I, I think, you, so That the report goes on to say that He's Dean ha- Ambrose hates hokey stuff, yeah, and so much of his character and storylines has been based on that.
3: Yeah, the, the quote is, uh, he's indicated to WWE management this weekend, he's not interested in negotiating further. Uh, one of his colleagues on the roster, when asked tonight about Dean's demeanor late, uh, lately and if there was any sign of discontent, said he's pretty much impossible to read. He added, though, that Dean hates hokey S-word, and since so much of his character's been portrayed as hokey in the last few years, this person is not surprised that he would have, been built, it would have built up frustration leading to a breaking point. Uh, top management in WWE and a small circle of friends of Dean knew about this decision this weekend, but colleagues around WWE did not. Dave Meltzer on Observer Radio has said that he, would, and that kind of makes sense because Meltzer said that in uh, on the rest of Observer Radio when he was asked that no one was talking about it backstage. So it was felt like a very small circle of people mm. knew this. It wasn't a big talking point. Um, he's also said that he doesn't think it's an AEW thing. that.
2: Yeah, it could just be I'm I'm I've had enough. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. But that's not to say he won't eventually go to AEW. Yes, if he leaves six months, I mean AEW don't even have. TV no. at the moment and he said that AEW have
3: not mentioned Ambrose's name in terms of the people that they would look to sign Jericho put up that tweet saying there are six to eight people mm. like currently signed within Impact and Ring of Honor and WWE that they are interested in and I don't think Ambrose is one of those names
2: but I guess that's because Ambrose is kind of of that ilk in w w e where you' like well, he's not leaving, he's a top guy he's like a Seth Rollins Roman reigns, he's a shield guy, yeah he's yeah why, why would we even bother? It's like, well, we're really going to go after John Cena, <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. You can say that on paper, but it ain't going to happen, yeah, I would have put Dean Ambrose not at the level of John Cena, but in the same ballpark area, yeah, completely and i i I mean if he is leaving in in a weirdly beautiful new Japan kind of contract where your contract expires the day after the biggest <laughs> pay-per-view of the year if it's in April. Like, if I'm AEW, of course you're now approaching Dean Ambrose because that's a recognisable name what that you thinking. can get right away. Yeah, I was saying that on Discord,
3: is that if, if AEW last week were not interested in the name Dean Ambrose, I wouldn't be surprised if they are now and thinking, it, it's, an, it's a signing that's not going to break the internet, but it's certainly going to get some people talking. It will certainly mm. make news headlines. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a very very interesting situation. Uh, Wade Keller adds, I thought this was quite interesting, uh, that um, he is expected to finish up shortly after WrestleMania. Although it's possible WWE could write him out of storyline sooner,
2: mm. with a Nia Jax beatdown.
3: So perhaps they'll do uh oh, no, Nia's in the Elimination Chamber. Maybe they'll do a match at Fastlane.
2: I really Roadblock. feel I really feel for the guy because. Dean Ambrose was the Iron Man in WWE for years. He wrestled more matches and appeared at more dates than anyone else in the company by a long way. I think he's wrestled three times as many matches with live events and all that as Seth Rollins has because Seth Rollins was out with injuries so much. And then he gets injured and he comes back after rehabbing, completely transformed his look, has this great storyline, a great character, and then the real-life shock of oh, and this is just me sort of armchair speculating here, but this guy that I travelled the road with that I came up with, Roman Reigns, suddenly he's got leukemia and I am reassessing everything now and you're putting me in... You haven't even used that to give me a proper serious storyline now. Maybe life's a bit shorter than I, I previously thought and I've got new priorities now. You know what? I don't care, WWE. You haven't satisfied me creatively and you've... Like, all the stuff I've given you from my body, you're not giving back. Yeah. I, I, I hope that people don't go against Dean Ambrose here. And
3: wasn't he, like,
2: uh, he was really, really ill when he was injured. Yeah, he got, there was like, a, a staff infection.
3: Yeah, and it was like a, almost like life-threatening mm. sort of injury and stuff. So you've got to, like, I mean, again, we are very much in the sort of speculation station area here. If that all sort of ties together, then, you know, and it, Wade Keller says that it's nothing to do with money. Like, this is not a... He was offered a raise. It's not like he wasn't offered enough of a raise. The money doesn't bother him. No, it's he doesn't seem like that sort of guy. It, it's a creative thing that he's unhappy with. He doesn't like doing hokey stuff. And you've got to imagine that hanging around in gas masks and cutting promos on germophobia and things like that, or rather being a germophobe. wasn't cutting promos on germophobia. wasn't saying it was a bad thing. Mm. Um... It, that, that is hokey stuff. Meltzer said in, on Wrestling Observer Radio that like it's very well known that Dean Ambrose hates doing scripted promos, and he hates doing really hokey things.
2: Because he's so good. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good at promos. Uh, I guess the, the only other thing here to talk about is Renee Young. Of course, they're married. Uh, it, it doesn't usually... You'd, you'd think that a, a big company would... Be able to separate the two people as individuals, but just ask often, AJ Lee. Yeah, often there is a blowback on the one that stays with the company, and I hope that doesn't happen here. Yeah, but so. at the same time, I, I'm I'm sick of Renee on commentary, so maybe <laughs> maybe she could go to AEW. Oh, man. And John Cena. While we're at it, let's chuck them <laughs> all in. Dick, dick, diggity, dick, diggity We've got some Patreon shout outs. Of course, go over to our Patreon page, support Wrestle Talk, and vote on which music video we should make, which wrestling entrance theme me and Luke should cover, because we both came last in Wrestle League Season 1 yeah. or 0, I can't remember. But thank you to our $25 last backers who get a shout out and their very own wrestling nickname in this video. Do you want me to start?
3: Uh, excellent, off. because it's a. I think we did this reference last time And Laurie did not get it Matthew Thy bolts This city on Rock and roll
2: Did I tell you about Lads and beer? No My friend Oh yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah My friend once said uh, he, he thought it'd be funny To change the lyrics to We built this city On, on lads and, and beer. beer And there was this Deathly silence <laughs> <laughs> And we all were like No that's terrible <laughs> <laughs> And we, we still bring it up uh, Another part of me Sorry we didn't Give Rock and roll oh, yeah, a, a yeah, pop Cheers. So You get a cheap pop as well Another part of me MJ Afamasaga Afamasaga well. Afamasaga
3: Lovely stuff The Nobleman Matt Noble
2: Top man Top Matt Noble nice Let off some steam Dom Bennett Yes
3: And steam. I ran I ran Tabori
2: I couldn't get away <laughs> Yes uh, So that's Tabori Tabor, yeah, yeah. I Just in Tabor. case he didn't get the name With your yes. inflections there Great song as well uh, Astounding, Abdullah Alenzi Oh, Woo! he is astounding So astounding. What you talking about, Jerry Willis Different yeah, strength it's reference. Lovely, yes. Sayonara, Chaney Grant Yeah, I think, yeah, it's
3: I right, think that's yeah, how they, you pronounce it I could be wrong The Mountain, Matthew
2: Dennis Oh, he's so, so big Uh, He ain't no small man, he's William Tallman. (laughs) (laughs) Real name's William Tallman. Tallman. William Tallman or William Tallman? I
3: would have said it was William Tallman. Tallman, probably. Tallman. Like Jim Jim Smallman. Yeah.
2: More opened as we already said, with Seth Rollins coming out. And he cut, like, I, I, I liked him here. He seemed like a really humble baby face. Yeah crowd chanting you deserve it and he talks about his dilemma he either faces Rollins No, sorry no, no he either faces Lesnar l- I'm sure he'd love to have a match with himself or my friend Daniel Bryan. I just thought that was a weird way to phrase it, considering Bryan's a heel now. Yeah, it was really weird, because mm. that felt almost like real life. Yeah, we've been
3: friends for years, and the two of us having a WrestleMania match would be like, that would mean so much to the both of us. Like That's a really real-life thing to say, as opposed to in this kayfabe world where Daniel Bryan is Captain Planet, and yeah. he's ruining things.
2: I think it's fine to say it, but then have the, the additional line, I don't agree with what he's become recently, and I hope I could become the guy... To win him back round and show him the air. like, just it's it's not hard. No, but at the same time, he's not facing Daniel Bryan anyway, as as was made abundantly clear at the end of this show. I don't know. Uh, so the end of the show was Brock Lesnar just F five and an F five and an F S- five and six of them in total. I want that we know of. Raw went <laughs> off air. He could still be doing it. I want next week to open with Seth coming out again. Yeah, I'm facing Daniel Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> just that was. I'm hurt. Yeah. I've I've given it a lot of thought. Yeah, I re- and I just I could definitely beat Brock. I've definitely got. It's done. got nothing to do with what happened last
3: week. But I just think that it'd be really nice to have that match with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, because he's
2: my buddy. He's my pal. <laughs> my friend. Um, but then Triple H comes out and he 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 did. I don't know if it was staged or not, but I certainly bought into it. Where he said it was along the lines of, "I wanted the real Seth Rollins." Yeah, and I got him, and he seems to get choked up.
3: Yeah, it was a really nice yeah. moment. I think that Rollins and Triple H have clearly had a, a you know a, a real life, very special relationship in terms of them working together in NXT. The Shield was a Triple H project. It was like the first of his NXT projects to come up. So he was so protective of that act and making sure that they got over and got put into these really big storylines. So I think that the fact that off the back of The Shield you had Roman Reigns as a top guy, Seth Rollins as a top guy, and Dean Ambrose who should have been a topper guy but mm. was more sort of in that sort Of upper mid card level, I'd imagine he is probably a very proud NXT papa, yeah. Yeah, it was nice, it, it was, was a really nice, nice full circle thing, yeah.
2: And then, yeah, we got the Seth Rollins Dean Ambrose match, which I quite enjoyed. I, I, yeah, I, th- yeah, I, good, I, yeah, I thought it zipped along quite nicely. And sometimes, like after the big five, it does feel like even though not much has changed at all, it does feel like there's a brief reset, yeah. And I felt like Seth Rollins felt fresher. And this matchup, although I've seen it a bunch over the last few months, felt a bit more immediate, yeah. Um, and then we got the Nia Jax thing with Tamina. <laughs> and they were taking on Alexa Bliss and Mickie James to qualify for the Elimination Chamber.
3: Yes, for the Women's Tag Team Championships that will be decided uh, at Elimination Chamber. They were out there. They're real.
2: Oh, yeah, well, they were they real. We're, well, we saw them with the Horny uh, Goblin, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, they were put on
3: stage. Yeah, that was when Alexa yeah. Bliss unveiled them. And it was it was weird as well, because Alexa Bliss got like a, you know... a. Genuine babyface reaction when she announced that she was going back into the ring. She got a genuine babyface reaction at the Royal Rumble. And then when they set up that it was Alexa and Mickey versus Jackson Tamina, I, in my head I was like, I wonder if they turned, like, Bliss babyface... Not like in a, doing a big babyface yeah. turn, but just like a low key thing of just like, well, I mean, she's getting a babyface reaction. We like, we'll just make her a babyface now. And then she, they cut a promo where they were just like, no, no,
2: they're both pigs, and I want to win the belt. Mm. And I was like, oh, cool. No, this is heel versus heel. Then it's a shame because the like like a, a heel Nia Jacks versus a babyface Bliss would have been quite a nice dynamic flip on their relationship. And Bliss has been. A heel for so long, pretty much forever. She started out in Our NXT master, yeah.
3: uh, uh, completely. She started out in NXT as a babyface <coughs> when she was like the pixie fairy cheerleader girl, mm. and then she went heel with Murphy and the other one. Yeah, and, uh, and <laughs> <laughs> Clemson. Clemson. No, no. Wes, no it was Wesley Blake. Wesley Blake from the Forgotten Sons. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and so, she went heel with them, and then she's just been a heel ever since.
2: Yeah, I think now's the time, like because people were so into and so happy that she. Came back and remember those fake babyface promos she cut. She is she's a good babyface promo. She's an excellent heel, of course, and I think that's where our real strength is. But sometimes you got to go with the grain. Like when Seth Rollins came back, he should have immediately been a babyface. Oh yeah, but they didn't. They sort of made him this tweener, and then he reluctantly became a babyface and still sided with the Mcmans. It was weird. I think they should have. I think it would have been a wiser decision to just. Make Bliss a baby face here. Yeah. I think people are ready to cheer her.
3: It was kind of crazy as well that, like, you look at the, the lineup that they got for this team, and it, when it did, like, Nia Jackson, Tamina versus Alexa Bliss and Mickey James, I was like, okay, I mean, that, that makes sense. Those are two partnerships that have been together for quite some time. And then later on in the show, they announced, well, after this, they announced that Natalia was teaming with Dana Brooke. And I was like, uh, wait, what? Yeah. And then later they were like, and Alicia Fox is teaming with Nikki Cross. i like, hmm? Yeah. Really? Hmm. And you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, in theory, these tag team championships are a really good idea, but they haven't
2: got a very depth filled roster of tag teams to make a tournament work, which is why I mean, why can't you do an elimination chamber match with just three teams? So you just have one person in each chamber and then you can play the heels have the advantage dynamic. Yeah, so you know,
3: if like Bailey was in first and all of the oh, other yeah. heels got out and it was just Sasha Banks, like she was the last person released, just desperate to get that's out. That's a really good was story. Ba- yeah, Bailey constantly kicking out. It almost feels like they're going to be eliminated.
2: Yeah, that'd be a really nice story. Yeah. And then Banks would get in and turn on Bailey. <laughs> yeah. Classic chamber spot. Yeah, I just, I just uh, it, it's going to feel, it feels like there's so many silhouettes on the screen in that graphic at the moment. None of them look like the Miz It's weird to see the, the lady vacant and They've only done I, I might be wrong on this The vacantess me. They've only done one
3: Tag team elimination chamber Previously It was only a couple of years ago mm. But I don't think It was very good A lot of bodies I don't really remember it that well
2: uh, So uh, Yeah this was, this was a, I, I enjoyed Nia Jackson in this match she, Same she here kind of, Again she kind of feels like She's a bit refreshed Off of a Royal Rumble re- Kind of reset She got a really impressive Samoan drop on both Mickey James and Alexa Bliss really pushing her as like the
3: dominant yeah. force with it and and it's that sort of thing that going into the elimination chamber you're like oh man can you imagine
2: what's going to happen when a, a Nia Jax is inside the elimination chamber beating up Dean Ambrose <laughs> yeah. and there was a bit where she just like did the sort of not a full stink face but a butt bash spot I guess a hip yeah. attack yeah. in the corner it's the laziest stink face i've ever seen in my yeah. life <laughs> and she just like propped herself up there and smirked. Yeah, I thought it was great. It was Hill, great. Yeah,
3: I think she's doing some very nice character work at the moment. Unfortunately,
2: we haven't got the same from Kurt Angle. So we should. Uh, so Jackson, Tamina won. I, yeah. don't, I don't think we said that. So they're going into the chamber. Man, I believed Luke. Kurt Angle got a backstage promo. <laughs> it was like a, a different kind of presentation where the interviewer is off camera. The mic is held just out from the camera lens, and Kurt's saying, "Well, you know, I, I'm. I want to have one last run." I want to really redeem and prove myself just one last time. I'm thinking, yes, this is the road to WrestleMania. This is where you start Kurt Angle's one last Hiroshi Tanahashi comeback story. And then he lost to Baron Corbin, not even to his <laughs> finisher. <laughs>
3: no, I know. Although, Kurt Angle's promo, he says that, like, without Corbin, I would still be Raw GM. I'm like, no, you would not mate. The whole point of the McMahons coming in is that they
2: got rid of all GMs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he watched yeah. for a few months there. And he said that being Raw GM was the most fun he's ever had. Yeah. Really? Boulder dash, mate. It Boulder was. I could dash. see you weren't enjoying it.
3: <laughs> Still on the phone all the time. Mm. Um, yeah, the, the, the match with Corbin, it was
2: good, croaky, It was what you'd imagine it would be. And I was invested in it Because I thought They were going to tell This Kurt Angle Comeback story Which I, it doesn't have to be Great wrestling in the ring I just want him To go on a tear He kind of looks Grizzled And a bit lean And dangerous Kind of wolverine I I don't know why I'm getting that feel From him And I just He did the Olympic slam Kick out Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't even like a big, big moment kick no, out for no. Corbin. And then he locked in the ankle lock, and I was like, "Here we go." That easily beat Baron. Baron needs to get his comeuppance from all the times he, he sort of healed it up against Angle. And then, yeah, deep six. Well, maybe I know you're after this sort of
3: like Kurt Angle road to WrestleMania storyline. Maybe this is your first chapter. You come, you come off the back of losing to <laughs> Drew, then you lose to Baron. You're like, I need to reassess what I'm doing. He's come
2: back as a meaner Kurt Angle, and not be like,
3: oh you know, I was Raw GM for a bit, and that was fun. Yes,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I I hope that's what happens. Uh, I would have preferred they skip this bit of it. <laughs> you well, just... you've already told the story where he's been, and that was the Drew match. Yeah, and I, and that was more convincing than yeah. him losing to Baron Corbin. And then he's had the time off, and now he's come back. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah It wasn't great. Still hold, and had bu- a rest hold, but this match. I mean, as bad as this match was, well, not really as bad, but it was not uh, uninteresting. This match was to
2: watch. The commentary was dreadful. Corey Graves was yelling at people, let me finish my point. And they're all bickering and talking over each other. Oh, I was, yeah, it was it was audio vomit. There was one point when Renee
3: kept talking over him. And he was like, "Renee, will you just let me finish my point? Because they kept picking on him saying, like, you're friends with Baron Corbin. That's why you're on his side. You're not on Kurt Angle's side. Baron Corbin's the whole reason that Raw fell apart. Mm. He's the reason why WWE was bad for so long. And he's just like, Renee, let me finish my point. And so Renee goes quiet and he starts to make his point and then Michael Cole just talks over
2: him <laughs> instead. Yeah. It was it was very annoying to listen to. <laughs> uh but the yeah, Baron goes in and beats him up again afterwards. Yeah. Actually hits his finisher this time. It it was Kurt was made to look rubbish. Yeah. And I I didn't enjoy this, but hopefully they go what you the, the route that you said. Yeah. Uh, speaking of looking rubbish Or just flattened out rather Finn Balor arrived backstage In fairness,
3: Balor was selling all of the entries From the night before, he had a gruelling match With Brock Lesnar mm. He wasn't at 100%, Bobby Lashley on the other hand Didn't even wrestle, because he just got Eliminated from the
2: Rumble, so he's at 100% Bala was not. Yeah, what the chances easy. at sacrifice, though? <laughs> easy pickings, but Lashley. Bala arrives backstage and he's like, "Hi Rhino, hi Heath Slater, hi all my little friends in the undercard," <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, you did so well, Sasha Banks and Bailey. Oh, you did, you did well last night. And I liked that. I thought that was good." Otis Dozovich is in the background. Doing some weird motion. I was just a weird man. But then he comes down to the ring, like you said, he was selling the injuries effectively, and he cut this promo, which was effectively, I might not have beaten the beast, but I made the beast believe. And I was like, and, <laughs> what, and and what and 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 now you're gonna do what? You're gonna try and go for him again? You're the anything of the demon? Are you? Because believing is a bit empty, and then he was. That's it. He just leaned back, and Bobby Lashley's music hit, and I was like, "Oh crap! <laughs> you're, at least, you're here again." At least he's got a title,
3: which Ballard might be able to win. Hey man, I'm, I'm clutching
2: at straws here. It's something at the very least. It 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 was yeah. I look. If he said, I I just I thought the way this was done, Ballard going for the Intercontinental Title against Bobby Lashley, which is you know, effectively a poor man's Brock Lesnar. Yeah. You're playing up the size and MMA advantage over Balor's smaller stature. I just thought the way it was done was so lame. This whole idea of, but I made him believe. I'm like, Really? You do, I think Brock's going home that night going, oh wow, close one. Yeah. No, I'm thinking he beat the heckins out of you. Yeah, and, and then he continued, laughed. and then continued to beat the heckins out of you after he'd already won. Ah, oh, it, it was it was like, it was so ineffective. because what it just says is, ba- Balor is thinking about what an impression he left on Brock. Brock isn't thinking about him at all. So it just makes Balor look just rubbish. It's one of these things where. And this has happened. This happened last year
3: as well, where I've something has happened in WWE where a lot of people have gone like, well, that, that 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 didn't really do much for for that guy. And I thought to myself, ah, but it, it just feels like they're telling another story. Mm. The example I'm thinking of is Cena Undertaker last year, because Cena spent you know all the, the first quarter of 2018 going like, I'm calling you out, Undertaker, I'm calling you out. And then eventually they had an, a WrestleMania match. You're like, oh my god, they're actually having this match, and it went like three minutes and take just won with a tombstone. You're like, oh. But I, I remember saying at the time, it, but it's fine because they're just going to lead to a storyline. This is going to lead to Undertaker Cena 2 at WrestleMania next year. And they've got a whole year to build it then. And then they, they, they never <laughs> did that. No. And that, I did the exact same thing. I was like, this just it, he beat Bala, but he hasn't beaten the demons. So Balor can come out and be like, you may have beaten me, but I left you scared. You had to resort to other things. So now when I bring out my darker side, you're not going to be able to beat him. Yeah. And you build that program into WrestleMania.
2: Yeah, it's it's really really damaging because what it says is these people that you're getting behind don't because after 2 weeks or after this pay-per-view match, they're just going to be flattened out to the same level they were before. Just Sasha Banks. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where was she on this show? Well, she was hugging Balor yeah, <laughs> backstage. <laughs> Uh, then we got The Revival, taken on Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. We didn't quite finish that segment. <coughs> Bobby, Lashley, oh, yeah. Bobby Lashley beat up Finn Balor a lot. Yeah, so... Using Matt Sullivan's finisher. Huh. Freak them.: Yeah. Hmm. Um, more, more or less. So then we got The Revival and Kurt Hawkins uh, versus Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Misspelt. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it? They misspelt Zack Ryder's name. How did they spell it? With a H rather than a K. Ow. Oh weird. Well, he's on his way out. I think they've already <laughs> mentally given up.
3: Yeah, I did I was it was going to be my news today before the Dean Ambrose thing, but it, it really felt like
2: I mean, he wasn't on TV all last year mm. they just forgot. Yeah, this really is the the AEW division revival, like quite obviously asked for their release to go to AEW. Zack Ryder, Cody's trying to court it's weird how they've all ended up in the same storyline. That's going nowhere. Yeah. So yeah. this was nonsense. They, like,
3: they did show some nice nostalgic clips, though, of uh, Hawkins and Ryder as a tag team yeah. back in 2008 as the Major Brothers and as the Edgeheads and things like that. Um, so that was quite nice. But then they just lost very convincingly.
2: Yeah. Which they should have done. I, I want Kurt Hawkins to continue to lose. He took the fool here to the Shatter Machine. And you, you know, build it, build it, build it, and then they finally get their win.
3: Or? Oh, but, yeah. Or what if Zack turns on Kurt and then you build to a WrestleMania match between the two? And that's when Uh. Hawkins first gets his win.
2: Mm.
3: Maybe. On the undercard. Yeah. Probably Uh, on Saturday at Access. No,
2: it'll be in the Battle Royal. (laughs) Actually, that wouldn't be the worst thing. Mm. No, it wouldn't be the worst thing. Well, it's not like the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal means anything. No. You may as well give him the win hey, there. that's got a long, illustrious list of previous winners. Who won winners. it last year? Nicholas. Was it Nicholas? No, you won the tag titles. <laughs> no, uh, Br- Matt, Matt Hardy. Matt yeah, Hardy did. Yeah. With Bray Wyatt's help. That went somewhere. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan were backstage next. They also, there was no mention of the Frankentine <coughs> thing with the um, Revival
3: and AOP.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that,
3: that's pre-show continuity. <laughs> that didn't happen,
2: like the SmackDown win at uh, Survivor Series. I mean, Russo's still U.S. champion. I did, well What is he not? <laughs> I, 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 I'm not paying attention. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Yeah, so Brian and Rowan are backstage, and someone's interviewing Brian. Brian cut, you know, just a typically excellent promo, uh, and saying that he's yeah. Let's see who Seth Rollins chooses at Mania. He's got a black eye. Hmm. It was a stiff match. They were mm. working El Stiffo. That's trying to get the crowd into something. We got We've a- had some reports from
3: people. Oh, I say reports. Some people got in touch with us on tw- on YouTube and on Twitter, saying that, that there were pockets of the crowd that were into that match. But it's just it was in such a large capacity. Yeah. And it yeah. was everyone was using it as a toilet break.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Well, I guess. Yeah. That the the women's rumble match was so long. Hour 12. If you held it in, you like, I I need I'm, to I'm go. like ten beers in now. Yeah. After that pre-show. Yeah uh, then we got a WrestleMania is sixty-nine days away graphic. <laughs> Giggity. Giggity. Uh,
3: sixty-nine, dude. And then who
2: wants wants to turn heel with Elias? <laughs> yeah. That's what I've written here. I think <laughs> Elias is heel again. This was. When when he smashed the guitar over Jarrett in the, the opening part of the Royal Rumble, I was like, Yeah, but it's not a heel turn. It's everyone out for themselves in the Rumble. Did we
3: not say this in the
2: Rumble review? Yeah. That we thought he turned heel? No. Oh, do we not? No. I thought we talked about this. No, so Because I thought he had turned heel. No, that th- people do that in the Rumble all the time. I just thought it was an innocent Rumble spot. Nope. It seemed to have been the first bit of a heel turn, because here he is. Like, the last three months haven't happened. What's the new era? 22nd of October. Well, why not have him turn <laughs> heel at the start of the new era? The tw- When I talk about a nice reset and refresh after the big five pay-per-views, this isn't what I mean. I want some logic going into stuff. Three months ago, 22nd of October, Elias randomly turned babyface. This was because the previous week, Roman Reigns announced that he had been diagnosed with leukaemia. All of a sudden, Raw has a lack of babyfaces problem. So Braun Strowman suddenly turns babyface, and Elias turns babyface. The, the Elias one... Was like fine actually because we were like we're ready to cheer him and fine we're cheering him anyway. Braun's turned back and forth a few times that's more damaging I I thought so just and we were cheering him Elias is an overact and then you've made him a heel again it's just a bit insulting and we're back to Elias just doing nouts
3: just like nothing yeah. programs feuding with essentially wwe legends because what happened was he said he, he went soft on the fans and he wants his songs back and this that, and the other and then also out comes jarrett i did pop when he said listen oh, yeah. up slap nuts oh yeah yes. i love jeff jarrett here. that was, i thought jarrett <laughs> was so great in this segment i him and road
2: dog together i really enjoyed this segment yeah road dog hugely charismatic always has been Jarrett's in ring work. I really Mate. like. Oh, here's punches, punches, obviously. Jesus, everyone They're always so loves the punches. Good. Wait till he busts Does out a, a drop, drop kick. kick. But it was it was the selling. Yeah, when he sold that guitar shot like it'd been sniped <laughs> from the top of the arena, I was like no. I always I always thought like a by by whatever the the platoon track. Yeah. Uh, it was going to bust out. He was doing such a good. It was style. so good. See, he said that. Uh, <laughs>
3: Elias has got a problem with him now, and this brings out Road Dog wearing a Becky Lynch t-shirt, and all those people who were asking for Road Dog to be fired were so happy to see him. They wanted to do his theme song, <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, the crowd start chanting "Holy S," and Road Dogg went, "This is a family show," and it just made the crowd do it more. Yeah. And then he just he realized was like, "I made that worse." Yeah, <laughs> so there was a really nice. Off the cuff moments.
2: Yeah I uh, No I think he meant that Because he literally Had just done a masturbation joke <laughs> He uh, Elias said that he's gonna He's only gonna play Songs for himself now Road Dogg said Well if you wanna play With yourself Do it at, in your own time That's so, PG though Yeah it's kind of a PG one Yeah, S is not a PG S is, word Yeah it's a naughty word Yeah uh, But this was This was Yeah it was
3: really good Do you know what my favourite part Of this was when they started singing with my baby tonight And Road Dog went to Renee Young to sing And she didn't know the words Oh no, no. <laughs> She wasn't born then
2: uh, But then the oh, Ori Graves was livid <laughs> It was livid that she didn't know the words PW Torch had been reporting for 10 years Before Renee even Got to this earth uh- He's <laughs> like do you not even listen to something to wrestle <laughs> <laughs> uh, So Road Dog and Jarrett come down But Elias smash Smashes the guitar over Road Dog's back and then the camera weirdly cut to Jarrett prepping to get into the ring. Yeah. But I think that was a mistake. And they got in and they had a bit of rough and tumble. Yeah, Jarrett's brief comeback was... I, I it was really great. enjoyed. It It took me back to when I was so into Jarrett in the TNA King of the Mountain days, when he was revered as this iconic figure, which is, you know, him rewriting history and presenting himself in a certain way. But i I believed in him in that time. And... It was, I, so the report is he's going to be around more? PW Insider, yeah, because he's just signed on a, t-
3: as a new backstage producer. So he's changed his Legends deal now, mm. and now he's working as a backstage re- uh, producer on a weekly basis, which kind of then, when you start to think about those Dolph Ziggler rumours that he was offered that producer role, uh, huh. at which he turned down, couple that with them going after Abyss and Sanjay Dutt. Um, as, and Sanjay Dutt started on this show. That was his it was oh, his really? first show tonight, according to PW Insider. Um so yes, yeah, so Jarrett's now signed a, uh, to be a backstage producer, but we're going to be seeing him more on screen as a character.
2: I've got nothing against that. Really I, I'm, I'm I'm really surprised in 2019. Yeah. Given like all those dodgy deals and TNA shenanigans and gold, global force nonsense and seemingly ponzi gold schemes. Going for the gold to yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. I'm uh, yeah, I I'm, I'm enjoying seeing Jarrett there. Yeah.
3: Nice to see him turn turn things around, yeah
2: speaking of turning things around, Mojo Rawley's on screen
3: uh, well before that we got uh,
2: we, we, we could talk about this, I guess well,
3: yeah Natty was walking up I uh, was warm, walking up, she was warming up backstage, and Dana walked up uh, so this is where we found out ember moon's injured. she mm. is out with a shoulder injury, I think it is or it's a, some form of arm injury she 's going to be out for a while that's crazy because that women 's rumble match looks so safe. <laughs> Yeah, so she's injured, she's gonna be out for for some time apparently. Um no other news on that. Um, but that's why Dana Brooke is tagging with Natalia, because apparently Natalia's first choice was Ember Moon. Mm. Because she's good,
2: presumably. Yeah. Well, presumably. Uh yeah, then we got this backstage promo from Mojo Rawley. Mojo Rawley uh, as everyone knows, really, who watches stuff online is a great, great promo. And he cuts this really intense promo, looking off camera, and he's like, "It's all your fault that essentially I'm not better portrayed on TV, that I haven't got the opportunities." And the camera turns round. Of course, it's a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he's looking in his own the reflection. was behind him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I, I thought this was this was great. This was great, yeah.
3: Mm. Uh, Mojo Rawley,
2: former Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner. Yeah, well, now it's coming home to roost. <laughs> I hope this th- this is the exact kind of segment though that will be dropped. It'll be done to death over four weeks with no like all in the same style, all the same content. It becomes white noise, and then they're like, hmm, "It's not getting over. Let's drop it." Yeah. Well, let's. Uh,
3: we tried. We did try and push him, but it just didn't work. Mm. Um, yeah, like they, the, his no way Jose feud last year.
2: Amazingly, it just didn't get him over. He's feuding with kids now. It seems <laughs> he's that's where he is. He's yeah. leading conga lines into what was that thing into schools? It was like a charity thing. They did a video oh, package on this. Video yeah, package, yeah, was a UNICEF? Yeah. Uh, then we got the riot squad taking on the aforementioned team of Brooke and Natalia for the elimination chamber qualifiers. And surprise, surprise, the actual team won. Thank, I mean, I was a
3: bit concerned that Natty and Dana were, and they were going to be the odd couple. Mm. I thought that they might do this storyline where they eventually have to work together in order to try and win the belts and maybe try and get us invested in something. And I thought, God, that's really going to damage the Riot Squad. Yeah, yeah. This makeshift team.
2: Thankfully, the Riot Squad won, so all is fine. Oddly, the combination of... Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan. I don't know if they're going to play freebird with who actually enters the chamber, but a, a Logan Riot team. Oh, I'm genuinely into, it, into yeah, that. Like yeah. that's I'm genuinely excited to see those two wrestle. Completely agree. Um Morgan and Logan not so much. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: But yeah, they're going to the chamber. Then we got What do you think the other teams are going to be? Uh, Banks and Bailey. Iconics. Or will it be Iconics? Banks and Bailey. So there's there's six teams over, that will round out Raw. Yep. And then on SmackDown, Iconics Naomi and Lana. I am suppose maybe Lana's hurt. I mean, she's not really hurt. It's a own well, thing. Well, if Becky's facing, well, Becky is facing Ronda uh, at WrestleMania. There's not there's not really anything for them to do in the title picture. So maybe you have an odd couple of Becky and Charlotte mm. as a team, and uh, they implode. Yeah, could be. And then that might tell But then what's Asuka going to do? Feud with Carmella (laughs) Sorry I keep saying what's
3: next for Asuka And you keep giving me the very sensible And obvious (laughs) answer It's Carmella
2: But over here we got Ronda Speaking of the Wrestlemania main event Ronda Rousey came out This segment, (laughs)
3: deary me This is one of those segments
2: where you're like How did you not see this happening? Mm.
3: How did you write this down on paper and think This will work
2: yeah, or not even brief Ronda Hey, if it does go south, just, you know, start talking about something else. Yeah, yeah, don't corpse. No. That'll be my first my first note. Yeah, I, th- I I don't know how much. Okay, so let's talk about what happened. This, well, this yeah. It was a post Royal Rumble crowd which has a sizable traveling audience, not as big as WrestleMania. But that means all the mainstream fans don't typically make it into the next night's Raw because the hardcore fans who have travelled from all around the world, this is like a four-day trip for them of wrestling, NXT, Mania, Raw, SmackDown. So they've bought up all the seats for Raw. So you get a more smart fan reaction, as the term is, uh, to to what's going on. So it's that Raw after Mania crowd, really, but not to so much of a degree. And they love Becky Lynch. So much so that even if they also do like Ronda Rousey, they're still going to chant for Becky Lynch and boo Ronda Rousey. And that's exactly what happened. Ronda comes out. There's so many signs in the crowd, those printed off ones, that just say the man. People were chanting, chanting Becky. They're booing Ronda. Ronda is trying to, to struggle through this, well, this generic promo. And this is where the whole thing fell
3: apart. Because this, the way I sort of read it was that this crowd really wanted to see Becky. But it's also this crowd wanted Ronda to talk about Becky, and talk about Becky won the Royal Rumble. That is the match, in in Ronda's eyes, that's the match I want, that's why I wanted to have this match at Survivor Series, that's why I interfered at TLC, we've got unfinished business. They wanted to hear that sort of promo of her. What she was like, she goes, people have dreams, and sometimes you really need to work hard for those dreams, and those dreams. And she's just talking about nonsense. To try and segue into, Sasha did well last night, and now on to Becky Lynch. And all of a sudden the crowd were like, hey! But the segment had already died by that point, because they gave her this garbage to talk about to start with.
2: Yeah, and she was rattled by this reaction. As you said, she corpsed. I think she was actually annoyed. Oh, yeah. uh, Because she doesn't... She seems to not take these things very well. And... That that she she just stops talking. She just puts the mic by her hip and stops talking.
3: Yeah, she tried to play with the crowd a little bit, so yeah. like lifting the microphone up, saying like, "Are you gonna do it again? Are you gonna do it again?" It and was then awkward. The though. crowd the crowd didn't really then play along, and so then she just and I, I've written here did she forget her lines? Because mm. yeah, you try, she just put her mic down, and then there's just a long pause, and then Becky's mu- uh, Becky's Bailey's music hits. Michael Cole, credit to him, had to fill in all the blanks <laughs> because Rhonda was clearly saying. I'm a fighting champion. I want to issue an open challenge. Who in the back wants to come out and face me? So Michael Cole, like Bailey's beginning, goes, "Well, Ronda has issued an open challenge, and yeah. it's, it appears that Bailey is the one that's going to be answering this."
2: Yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't the like crowd control like Roman Reigns defeating the Undertaker. It wasn't that kind of crowd control. This was the crowd were totally in control of this segment. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Bailey came out. Credit to Bailey. Not only did she save Ronda, I think they sent Bailey out early. Oh yeah, but definitely, I think Ronda had at least twenty more minutes of millennial <laughs> material left, and Bailey comes out and just really succinctly in one line says, "This is what's happening now. Don't worry, Ronda. We're gonna have a match." And they have a match, and Bailey <laughs> was great. Yeah, but surprise.
3: You know, I was really, really annoyed in this match though because. Mm. They were telling the story that Bailey was great, and she was doing really well to fight against Ronda. She so like really put herself up onto Ronda's level. she was actually just really good back and forth stuff. Bailey was using her in ring smarts to kind of like, you know, go for the the injured arm that had been injured the night before. And then Renee Young says, pipes up, and I quote: "Bailey is only looking good because Ronda's hurt." And um, and then the commentators just, oh, every time, we're just like, "God, Ronda's great. Yeah. Ronda's the best." And it really felt like that. Vince McMahon, Kevin Dunn. Okay, the crowd are not reacting the way we want. We need to Roman Reigns this situation. Go full board on commentary about how much we love Ronda Rousey and how brilliant she is, yeah. and why she's such a good babyface.
2: It's really problematic. It's so damaging. It's just go- why why not go with the grain all the time? It's easier. Yeah, and it's, it's a lot lands. more effective. Yeah, uh, but I, the match itself, commentary aside, I thought was was very good. Yeah, uh, it really and this was. is down to Bailey, really. Great jumping kneebar. Oh that was awesome and then like the, the, like the sort of drop kick through the turnbuckle bit i feel it's because we haven't had a chance to watch bailey wrestle a match like this really for a year when then she's been in this stupid tag team act with with sasha and uh the, she even locked in the bank statement at one point which was a really nice touch really nice touch mm. banks um Took against a lot of people yesterday.
3: I saw Guerrilla Position post up that saying that they thought the Banks Ronda match was the best match that Sasha Banks has had in or the best match that Sasha Banks has had in ages. And Banks replied to it going like in ages, blocked. Huh. But yeah. at, at the same time I'm thinking like but really it's the only
2: match you've had in Ages. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah. Well no, Sasha. That's nothing against you, mate. That's against the company. Sasha had a pay per view match against uh, ronda becky's gonna get one charlotte had one at survivor series it's sad that of those like of the four wwe horsewomen that bailey's the one getting a throwaway match on raw well, and like it, n- it would have been nice to have all of them to get a pay-per-view match against
3: but them. she was always the afterthought of the horse yeah, she, she was shame. she was the one that wasn't called up when the other three mm. were she was the one that had to stay in nxt for a little bit longer and then she
2: was called up quite unceremoniously, really, and it was just like, "Well, oh, she's now on the main roster, I guess." Yeah, it's like she she was a license to print money. Yeah, she was. Uh, yeah. And this this match, as much as I enjoyed it, is a bit of, it's a bit bittersweet because it reminds yeah. me, ah, this is where Bailey's at.
3: There was a period in time when I thought to myself that Bailey is a female John Cena. Yeah, we all thought it. Yeah, because she appeals, but she's a, a John Cena in the sense that it actually works because she not only does she massively appeal to kids. Adults love Mm. her as well. Mm. It's the character. It's the John Cena like reaction they always wanted. They just got it in Bailey instead. Uh, But yeah, that's that's very much dissipated.
2: Ronda won, of course, making Bailey tap in the armbar, and they shake hands afterwards. And then I thought, well, that's that's it, isn't it? Because earlier in the night, when Triple H was with Seth, he said, "You have to decide your WrestleMania opponent tonight." whereas Becky will do it on tomorrow night's SmackDown. And there was a bit of booing from the crowd because they're like, oh, that means we don't get Becky. And I was like, okay, so Becky's not on the show. And they show Daniel Bryan backstage, setting up that he's there, never see Becky. And then, in a similar stroke of genius that Becky didn't come out at number 30, she replaced Lana at number 29 after number 30 had come out. 28 after number 30 had come out. I thought it was inspired to then have, like, to set that up in that way for Becky to come out now. Audience thought they weren't getting it and then they get it and they go crazy for her she got such a big reaction yeah and this segment then all of a
3: sudden came alive oh yeah because ronda was great becky was great the the moment was really really good and you'll suddenly think to yourself this is the most interesting storyline going into wrestlemania this has to be the headlining match it's it's awesome Mm. the crowd was so so into this and Bloody love you Becky Selling the injuries From the night before Yes More of this Mm. More selling of injuries It was very very good Bailey disappeared But you know But in in all fairness She's not involved So it's fine Yeah and yet, and it was just they just got kind of cut these promos back and
2: forth with each other. And I thought Ronda's promo was really, really good. I thought Becky was so, so great. Ronda's delivery was good because it was so intense and shouting. It doesn't really, in an Ultimate Warrior way, doesn't matter what you say. I, I feel your emotion, and I'm into that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a fair
3: way to put it. Yeah, but
2: Ronda's content, I thought, was gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> so I've just realised that we. She literally said this. I've just realised we're the same age. Yeah. Uh, which sort of led into the thing that when I was doing this, this, and this, you weren't doing anything. Yeah, when those... I was
3: training, you were like, oh, sorry, when you when you were training, I was main eventing pay-per-views in a company that didn't even want me. Yeah,
2: and but then you're like, but you talked about Becky being a millennial. <laughs> 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 so it undoes you're all that a- stuff, a- and I was just... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so so oh, that tripped re- me up. Oh, I just realized we're the same. That makes my my promo uh, makes no sense now. Everything I said before, just, just scrap, yeah, that, sorry, scrap that, scrap yeah. that. I'm go- I'm going to kill she did say I'm going to kill you with my bare hands, I believe, yeah. which was awesome. And like as awesome as Rhonda's fire was, Becky just smirking and standing there being like I'm reeling you in you stupid numpty
3: Exactly yeah It was really really great I loved this segment I thought it was awesome Home
2: run Absolute home run Eventually Uh, (laughs) You got there in the end Well the Becky Ronda segment I'm seeing that as a different segment (laughs) And I like the Bailey Ronda match too And also the crowd The boos for Ronda here When she tried to You couldn't hear Ronda speak sometimes Because the booze were so loud for her Cheers were awesome for Becky Great, 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 you, great, great. But great. you've
3: just got to hope, and perhaps I'm saying this with really false hope, that the company pick up that people are into Becky, they're not into Ronda, and you just push the thing of just like, well, we need to make Ronda look like even more of a baby face,
2: and need to stop people cheering Becky. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I hope that doesn't happen. I really hope. That I feel like happen. they've. I feel like they They're on board with Becky. They have booked her so well and protected her so. Road but dogs. they're doing it to set her up for a Rhonda that's exactly what they used it's to a, do to other people's it's, opponents. It's a Roman, isn't it? Oh well, well that's that's just be on the side of optimism here. Please do. Especially Road, because... Dog was, Road Dog was wearing her t-shirts. Yeah, he's a writer. It was always the plan. <laughs> you, it just wasn't the storyline you wanted at that time. Yeah. Uh, then there was a, a really sweet video package for the. I think it was a Make a Wish kid. Yeah. Who was brought into uh, this sort of WWE headquarters and he was excited and he walks up to the 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 desk and the person turns round and it's Sasha Banks on the desk and he was, just, I think
3: it was Seth Rollins as well it Seth was, Rollins it was, was next yeah. to her yeah
2: and then he just takes a flat back bump on the floor it was, it was
3: great. so lovely holy hell yeah I mean I, I, I do cry or anything no 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 no. no.
2: Uh, but it, that was very sweet so uh, so sweet so we do we do say I, I well done don't. WWE when you do good packages like this but if you show me one more Black History Month <laughs> video package that I've seen four times already
3: Rover. <laughs> over for the record i did cry
2: uh braun Strowman took on drew mcintyre next did they turn the crowd off <laughs> <laughs> and it's again that thing i said this in the rumble review
3: they should have ended with the becky segment oh totally i think you probably should have ended with the becky segment again yeah. here
2: yeah because becky everyone loves becky so much they're done <laughs> they're done afterwards that's the money shot you know when pe- spent
3: you know when people really really like steve austin you were always waited to put him on last. You didn't do him in the opening segment and be like,
2: And that's your Austin for the evening. Here's Baron Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> you want a headlock? Play us Here's out, one. Baron Corbin. <laughs> uh yeah, so this was Strowman versus McIntyre. And yeah, well it was quiet. Braun shook Seth's hand backstage earlier, which was a nice show of respect after they were the final two in the rumble. And I I I've missed Braun on T V. Yeah. I, watching him wrestle here last match la, la, Sorry, last week's match with Finn I I don't feel like a, Absence makes the heart grow fonder
3: Absolutely And
2: yeah. I have missed Strowman And I'm glad he's back and healthy
3: It's the same thing we said with Alexa Bliss
2: yeah. I think we were a little bit tired of Alexa Bliss
3: Always being in the championship picture But a couple of months off TV mm. Not being in the ring You're like, God, I'm glad to see her back again
2: It's almost like they should have an off season <laughs> Yeah, or cycle people in and out Yeah, uh, I And I really enjoyed Strowman's in-ring wrestling here or just more outside of wrestling, just the, the him and Drew fighting together, a great big hoss battle, and then, I mean, the, the the sour point is that Baron Corbin got involved. Yeah, this was all to set up a Baron Corbin versus Braun Strowman feud. Again,
3: we literally just had this feud. We've all moved past it, and they've gone,
2: let's do it again. Yeah. Or maybe it's a I I got that it's a Drew McIntyre Braun Strowman feud. But you can't only have one person go up against Strowman, so he has backup in Corbin. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan either. Don't, it's true,
3: Matt, like Drew doesn't need mates. No, 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 His whole thing is that like he doesn't need mates. He's big. He's big on his He's own. A big
2: beefy lad. I was
3: really like when Corbin came out and caused the DQ. I have written F off in massive capital I letters. Can see so I it. was so so annoyed, and then. When Corbin and and Drew did the brawn pose, and I was like, lads, come on. It's Drew McIntyre. It's literally, it's already there. Like, the package is already there. You
2: don't need to keep putting him with other people in a fear that he's not going to get over. It's weird how there's this weird vortex of talent as well, where no matter where they are on the card, no matter who's had an injury and been out, Strowman, Corbin, and McIntyre managed to find each other, and when they come together, Bobby Lashley will be dragged into <laughs> yeah. the gravitational pulls too much. So this is this is this is not promising. It's uninspiring. That said, Braun punching a steel chair out of Corbin's hand was excellent. Awesome, <laughs> great stuff. Uh, the seg- this bit ended with a double choke slam on Braun onto the steel steps. Meh. Yeah. Not, not excited for that. Uh, Dolph, no
3: sign whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, after him eliminating Drew from the Royal Rumble, I don't even think it was mentioned on commentary or anything like that, so Dolph made a surprise return. And PW Insider said he wasn't
2: even backstage at Raw. Hey, maybe that was a send-off.
3: Well, could be, because his contract apparently ends in two days' time. So it's really going to be one of those things of like, we'll see what happens next mm. week if Dolph-, Dolph shows up. But I was thinking on the way in, it is currently a two-on-one feud... Maybe Dolph becomes Braun's tag team partner and then we'll do a tag team feud between the two of uh, between all four men.
2: Or the return of Nicholas. Wow. He's twelve now. We can hope. Or thirty he's
3: thirty is is he he twelve last year. I
2: can't remember. I can't remember. Uh, so the the main event was reserved, probably unwisely considering how good that Becky Ronda segment was, for Seth Rollins deciding his WrestleMania opponent. And the ring announcer is announcing Seth, but out comes Brock Lesnar whose music interrupts them and Heyman cuts this great promo as usual saying, you know, maybe maybe choose Daniel Bryan. It's a smarter choice. Yeah. And Seth Rollins comes down, just gets in Brock's face and punches him. But Brock... Has more punches, mm-hmm. and he had so many finishes stored up. Yeah, that he didn't get to use <laughs> he's been in up match. Loads. So yeah, he hit uh,
3: six F fives in total. That's an F thirty. One of them onto a title, mm. which adds extra damage. And um, so yeah, no Daniel Bryan whatsoever in the end. So that
2: was a nice little nice yeah. little
3: red herring. I thought. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, I enjoyed. Like, re- yeah, oh, a red beard herring. I thought it was a really huh. nice thing to do. Uh, yeah. So the Raw literally goes off air as brock is still delivering f5s i think he's mid f5 as the the raw feed goes cuts out and i like that i almost wanted it felt very wcw nitro we've
3: got a will be back next week i always wonder if like the story you could i'd love this for me for rollins next week to come out and say like you know what i was actually going to pick daniel bryan because he's a friend of mine Mm. and because i've always wanted to have a WrestleMania match with him but you made a mistake brock and you attacked me, and then you turn it round as like that. That now he's going to pick him, which yeah. I would have thought would have been, I, that would have been quite nice. I mean, they've already said on WWE.com that it's that it's Seth versus Brock anyway. With
2: <laughs> a spelling mistake, <laughs> Seth Rollins will challenger Brock Lesnar. Yeah.
0: Why? Why announce?
3: In that all on, fairness, though, online. you did spell Razor's name wrong in the review
2: yesterday. Who so, about kids in glass houses. Who cares about that? So that's uh, a pretty enjoyable roar, I'd say. Just, I mean, pretty much 100% Because of those main event segments With the Becky and Rhonda stuff And the Seth and Brock and Brian stuff uh, The the rest of the show was, was pretty subpar Yeah, I'd say so I'd have almost gone uh, avroge Or a high avroge I went core, actually But I think that, that
3: Becky might have pushed me into a core thing Because I enjoyed that so much yeah. So I think that might have just pushed me over the edge Yeah Yeah I, I agree <laughs> Got another uh, Rusev Hay here from Ruben. Rusev Hay. Hi, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie. Another Rusev Hay uh, hey from me. This one is elaborated on the small part of quite possibly the longest Rusev Hay that I wrote about the WWE live event in sunny Bournemouth. It was the oh, yeah. part that you guys referred to and find the funniest about the Rusev Hay. The Riot Squad not being able to pay for the taxi <laughs> and being stood outside the hotel for 10 minutes while someone tried to pay the damn taxi man. Picture this. There are about 15 to 20 big wrestling fans stood outside the wrestler's hotel. And just as Elias pulled out of the hotel to go and meet and greet in the area, a taxi pulled up with three ladies in the back Ruby Wright, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan. They sat in the taxi for a while, I presume trying to sort out payment. But after a few minutes, they all just got out and were hanging around the taxi. At this point, all the wrestling fans, who were excited to see the riot squad, started asking for their pictures and well just come uh, just come to chat uh, just come over and chat this was met with nothing they didn't react and they didn't seem interested or they could have easily just been embarrassed after at least five minutes of them standing there and us fans asking for pictures for about a minute and standing there looking a bit shocked for the rest of the time a wwe official came out and paid the taxi man and we went on our merry way Um, we all expected that this would be taken care of We all expected, with this all taken care of, they would come over and say hi and maybe take a few pictures. But no, they proceeded up the stairs to the hotel. But before they had a chance to enter, my mate shouted, You sure we can't get a pic? And it felt like in slow motion, all three ladies turned around, laughed, and walked inside. I turned to my mate and I said, What the F word did you do that for? And he turned to me laughing and said, Funny.
2: (laughs) They... What, was it funny? Sorry? But to get you sure we can't get a pick?
3: Sure we can't get a pick?
2: Yeah, that that was a genuine request. I, was I think, it not? Was it I think sarcastic? More, I
3: think it's more because they've been standing there for so long, yeah. almost like shouting, pictures, 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 and they were just ignoring them and pretending they weren't there. Oh. So as soon as were, I was like,
2: sure we can't get a pick So they were they were making fun of the situation. Yeah. So it wasn't the Riot Squad laughing at them in character. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> that's what it was in my head. They turned around and they were like, no, not with you. And then squirted ketchup on them. <laughs> <laughs> could be. Um, Ruben's also got another part
3: of this email here, but I'm going to tease you. I may have to read this off mic because Ooh. I'm not sure if it's something we can actually read out on the podcast. <laughs> um, but... If you give it the go-ahead, then maybe we will on a future episode. Okay. But if you never hear of this again, then uh, imagine
2: it's completely liable.
3: Yes, and that—that that is why we'll never read it out. Um, uh, he just finishes off here. Uh, sorry if this was too long. I love emailing and hearing your feedback on my stories. Would love to have you guys down in Bournemouth sometime. There is a great promotion called Strike Wrestling, which runs in a local nightclub. Although, don't let Ollie relapse. Don't let Ollie relapse a drug addict again. Love you. So goodbye. that's uh,
2: that's my main Bournemouth story. <laughs> that is yeah were yeah I forgot about that yeah some some poor chap got addicted did heroin yeah, yeah, again yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and went went off with some prostitutes yeah yeah, yeah. that sounds like our party was crazy it wasn't I feel like he was looking for an excuse <laughs> uh, this
3: comes in from Sam dear Luke Ollie and Laurie but certainly not Randy <laughs> I've emailed in a few times over the past year if you remember I was the guy doing a chemistry PhD brackets it's fine if you don't now I have finished my PhD so I can call myself Doctor. Doctor what?
2: Or Doctor Sam. Doctor Sam. Smith. Doctor Smith. That is generic. You need, a, you need to change your last name to pain.
3: That was um, Kevin Schwalbach when she married Kevin Smith uh, refused to take on his surname because she said it was, it's the most generic. I don't want to be called Jen Smith. Because yeah. I'll say Jen Schwarback That's got some like Oh that's an interesting name Jen Smith is just like No that's just Those are two names
2: My family have a long running Half gag Half I'm worried they'll eventually do it Where they're going to change Our last name From Davis to Zhivago <laughs> To the extent where our WhatsApp family group is called the Javago's. I did wonder why that was. <laughs> that.
3: <laughs> I never never thought to hey, ask. Hey, that's
2: a famous doctor, Doctor Javargo.
3: He is indeed, yeah. Nightmare to spell, yeah. Uh, however, I'm emailing to say a massive thank you. The last eighteen months of my PhD were tough and stressful with trying to get it finished, Come and I went hard. through a and I went through a huge bout of depression. I would oh, hum- now I feel bad. <laughs> You really should wait till the email's over you interject things. Uh, I would hardly talk to people and rarely let uh, them in my flats when not chemistry ink. Uh, but one thing that got me through was wrestling and more so listening to you guys when I was writing my thesis. You brought a smile back to my face during a stressful time and you were great, but much more uh, a welcome distraction from reality that I so needed. You guys really got me out of the slump I found myself in, so a massive thanks. I finally got myself a job at a pharmaceutical company, but have started a course to become a personal trainer on the the side uh, brackets wrestle talk get better (laughs) Uh, as health and fitness are a passion of mine i hope one day to run into you two at a show somewhere so i can buy you all a beer and talk wrestling and video games sorry for the long email hope you enjoy royal rumble weekend and again thank you from dr sam smith
2: Wow! Congratulations, congratulations on being a doctor, Congratulations, mate. I wonder how many doctors we have in our listeners' pool. Well, on on the uh, Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo film podcast, they have little corners. They do, yeah, of their fandom, where you, they've got like clergy corner, which is where all the like people of faith can can email in. As oh, we've got something from clergy corner. If anyone from the former colonial territories of Australia and Canada and places like that, they've got their own corner. Maybe we can have super qualified. Yeah. So, doctors. People who
3: are way smarter than us, mm. who have chosen to spend some of their time listening to us. Fuds. Because that is PhD said phonetically. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, very Fud's. good. Uh, this email comes in from Max. Uh, just wanted to say your Smackdown podcast from this week, brackets, 22nd of January, was one of the best episodes ever. Like, just how you guys walked the uh, walked the fine line of sarcasm and reality was top-notch. The chemistry between you and Oli has gone to the next level, and I loved it. Just had this feeling when I was listening to it, and I wanted to share it with you. Well done. You guys have come such a long way from two years ago. Great work. Consistently awesome.
2: <laughs> well, you had regard. no chemistry <laughs> and you were bitching all the time. <laughs> Um, I can't remember anything special about last week's what, show. What, what happened it was Smackdown. a good show. Great it was show. a good go home show. Yeah, um, but I can't remember anything good that we did. Mm. That, maybe he's, I think he's confusing it with enjoying the SmackDown Go Home show. Maybe
3: that's what it but was. But that's cool. But maybe I'll, I'll take big, that
2: maybe it's just because we enjoyed the show so much.
3: Listening to us enjoying the show is. It's always quite nice. Mm. People think they want negativity, yeah. but what they need. Is positivity absolutely? Um, we got a wrestle talk get better, but I'm conscious of the time, and I, I, I want to kind of give this one. I'm going to give this one a bit more time. So, Jesse, thank you very much. He sent this email from Australia. Australia, oh my god, exit. <laughs> Uh, and thank you as well, um, Bryn, for your email, for your restaurant get better. But again, it's a bit too long for this point here. So instead, maybe I'll see if we've got some jokes that I can read out. Um, this one comes in from Cono who sends in a lot of emails um, with jokes. A man goes to a new doctor for an initial checkup. Surprised, the doctor exclaims, you've got five penises. How on earth do your pants even fit? Punchline?
2: You've got f- uh, not very well. Like a glove. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah, very, very good.
3: Um, just seeing if there's any other emails I wanted to read out. I don't think so. Um, anything else you want to bring up? Anything you want to plug?
2: Uh, obviously Patreon. We should have talked about that. Really, we lost. We came joint last. Oh yeah, we did, <clears> didn't we? We should talk have I mean, w- talked about this. I mean, we talked about the
3: the emotional roller coaster that I went on waiting for the bloody
2: velveteen dream. Yeah, we did that yesterday, didn't yeah. we? But we, we now have to do a, uh, a music video punishment. So the first duet punishment, and we've had our $25 and above pledge hammers, suggest some tracks that we could cover. And that those, those are now up as a poll on Patreon where all tiers can vote. I just want to say, that was exceptional buffering and filler while you got up the poll. Thank you very much. So we've got here, we've got Mike and Maria Canellis, The Greatest Love, which is way in the lead with 43%. And we've got the Bella Twins. You can look. But you can't touch. Oh, God, that is 24%. I feel, ah, oh, God, that's, that's a good punishment because we both love The Power of Love. Yeah. I think it'll be a very funny video. Um, but I, I, I'm going to actively dislike listening to the Bella Twins' entrance music. Yeah, but we do have a good prop in Nikki here. Exactly. Yeah, so she could almost join in with us. Uh, other
3: suggestions that were on there: John Cena's thugonomics, Kelly Kelly's Hollow which is a uh, which is
2: barely a song. Hello. I'm I'm sad that no one suggested a purely instrumental. Someone right. did actually. Someone
3: did suggested um, Gold Dust and Stardust music or like theme song, and I was like, <laughs> did that have worked? Yeah. And I googled it, and it didn't. Um, we could do a cappella. Classic Dan suggested mm. uh, Candice Michelle, What Love Is, a track I'd absolutely. I would not be able to tell you how that went. Can't really tell you did Candace Michelle do anything in the company? But my favourite comments about this from Dan is that I put up Candice Michelle What Love is with a link to it, and Dan has replied, You linked the wrong Candace theme. I suggested version two because it's the party version which has more bass.
2: That is the <laughs> that is a sentence from a part-time DJ yeah. who does the occasional birthdays for mates. <laughs>
3: Uh, he is he claims he's an entrance theme in Candace Michelle experts. Mm. What did Candace do? Was she a diva search? I can't remember. What does she even look like? Candace. Was she the one that did Michelle. some soft core born oh, stuff?
2: I don't know. Uh, okay, I can't even remember. She looks familiar. I 2004. Then that no, That's Candace Michelle. But that looks like Caitlyn. She kind of looks like Caitlyn, but that's not Caitlyn. Trust me, I know my Caitlyns. Is that an impact? I don't know. No, that ramp's too big. We're just looking at pictures of a scantily clad woman now. Uh, so uh, we should probably go <laughs> and enjoy
3: this more. Oh, deary me. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We will be back tomorrow with the Smackdown review. Uh, She's
2: holding the cha- the belt here No Is she a champion, champion? No I'm going to go onto a Wikipedia page <laughs> Champion's accomplishments keep, uh, keep throwing to the end
3: um, So we'll be back tomorrow with the Smackdown review Don't think anything's been announced for it, But we now know that Becky is going for the Smackdown Women's Championship So interestingly I suppose we're going to open up the door To what the WWE Championship And the Smackdown Women's Championship Heads heading into Wrestlemania are going to be Because both the Raw titles
2: are filled um, so Sorry, you've got an update for us? Yes. Yeah, so she she did do a nude photo shoot in Playboy, and she defeated Melina at Vengeance 2007 Ugh. to win her first WWE Women's Championship and the first former Diva Search contestant to win Aha. a title. Thought she might be a Diva Search. So contestant. That was before it became the Divas Belt.
3: Oh yeah, that's right. Mm well
2: let's go let's yeah, go let's, now. let's go
3: yeah so thank you very much thank you. I love you goodbye